It's hard to place people when you see out of them out of your normal context, right? Like if you see your dentist or your kid's swimming instructor at the grocery store, it's a little confounding. But when you realize who they are, then you can, then you can actually engage them, right? A few of you have seen me out in the valley just doing normal things and not recognized me. As it turns out, I don't wear this outfit all the time. <laughs> that would be cool, but I don't. Um, without my uniform, I look, as I should, like someone's mom. And even though you didn't know who I was at first, it was a really beautiful thing because once you realized, your face changed. Isn't it cool when you see someone recognize you and you see their face soften and the smile and then the greeting? It's a different face than we get from strangers, what we get from friends. Humans are uh, not naturally wary of those they do not know. The more different, the more wary. When I was a little girl, I was afraid of men with beards. My dad never had a beard, and I didn't know very many people with beards. Um, and so I was, I was afraid of them. But if Bo, my husband, shaved his beard today, I would be sad. We get comfortable with folk looking, speaking, and acting in a certain way, and it's easy to think that this comfort means home. But the Holy Spirit has other plans. This morning we celebrate Pentecost, the full indwelling of God in all of us, all the time through the Christ-soaked everything, the indwelling of the Spirit of God. After the resurrection, as he was preparing to leave for good, Jesus told his followers to not be afraid and to be at peace because he would be with them, even though his body was going to be physically gone from them. He promised them that as they prayed for his presence, they would not be bereft. God answered their prayers in a terrifying display of inclusivity and grace. Jesus promised his followers, anything you ask, I will give to you. Oh, man. Christians love that verse, y'all. We love it. It's fantastic. Anything we want. Oh, I am not, I, I have to confess that I've prayed for a parking spot before. I've done it. I have. But it's true. It's just like anything we ask. We like it so much. Remember that book um, from the 90s, The Prayer of Jabez? Do you remember that? Yes, yes. There was this book, and it's based on a prayer from First Chronicles about a man who prayed for God to expand his territory and to keep him free from pain. And it's just, it was such, this book and the movement that surrounded it, people would say if you prayed it every day, then you would, you know, get whatever you asked for. And there was this whole energy around it. And that's kind of how Christians, and we all have fallen to this, kind of get in that, in that habit about prayer, is let's just ask for a list to Santa about what we want free from pain, expand our territory, all of that. We're, we're humans. This is what we, what we tend to want. But that is not how prayer works. When Jesus said, anything you ask in my name I will give you, it did not mean a brand new Lamborghini, freedom from pain, or even a parking spot for my minivan. It meant 
your world will be rocked. When the faithful on that first Pentecost prayed for God to show up in power, I can guarantee you that what happened in that upper room was not what they had in mind. Flames of tongues, flames and tongues of fire coming down, causing them to speak in languages of people that they didn't really want to be friends with anyway. Making them confused, scaring them, opening them up to different people and different things. God was faithful to answer their prayers, not their wish lists. God gave them the indwelling of the spirit of truth and the ability to reach out to those who are different from them. In like manner, God answers our prayers that spring up from our intimacy with God not our egos, and not our wish lists. My kindergartner, every time she makes a wish, be it her birthday candles or sending dandelion seeds afloat, yes, you can thank her for many of the dandelions around the valley, she always wishes the same thing, to ride a unicorn. (laughs) Every time. Spoiler alert, she still hasn't done it yet. It doesn't stop her from wishing it. We can wish whatever we want. But when we open our hearts to the Most High God in prayer, flames will descend and we will encounter the beautiful, terrifying, and amazing Spirit of God. The gift of the Spirit tears down walls and reminds us that all the differences we perceive in one another are not reasons to avoid community and ministry together. The Holy Spirit gives us a window into how beautiful and connected we can be if we approach the world as Jesus did, with love, grace, and curiosity, rather than judgment and fear. Often, on Pentecost Sunday, people will experience different languages being spoken during the reading of the scriptures. Last Sunday, large swaths of our service were in a language that many could not understand as we worshipped with our sister congregation, El Camino, El Camino de Emmaus. It is a beautiful experience to practice not understanding and to hold space with folk that we do not understand in their language. But we are not to stop with different languages. This month is a beautiful example of the way the Spirit has moved at Burlington Lutheran Church. June is Pride Month. It is a month set aside to remind us of the way that LGBTQIA plus siblings have been marginalized, and it's an opportunity for us to be reminded that we belong to each other, everybody. And our steps at this church to becoming a Reconciling in Christ congregation have brought people into this church who we now realize we couldn't live without. And it constantly positions us to show God's love and welcome in radical ways. We prayed that God's kingdom would come. And this amazing miracle happened. The Holy Spirit did that to us. Raining fire and love, and it's been a tremendous and beautiful and terrifying blessing. So, what's next, church? (laughs) 
if we're open to the Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth, if we know that we know that the Spirit will descend on us, where will it bring us next? I was reading an article this week about why people's uh, ideas about LGBTQ uh, issues have changed so dramatically in such a short period of time. And they said that they thought that it was because that it was something that was in all different ethnic groups and all different um, walks of life. And so it sprung up within the community and people could not look at their sons or daughters or family members and not accept them and that's why it has become so widely accepted. So that reminds us, church, that when we know we need to reach out to others, it is not as some sort of top-down, we're going to come and, and serve you situation. But instead, it's embracing one another into community. We cannot love and accept and be the hands and feet of Christ without being in community together. So what is foreign to us? Who will we need to become community with. There's all kinds of differences that we have, right? How can we become beloved community with folk that we might be transformed by the Holy Spirit? One of the ways that God is leading us is in our One Parish, One Prisoner program that we have with, through Chris's ministry. We're going to sponsor an inmate and welcome him home and be able to help give him a soft landing and watch as the Spirit does work in his life and through our church. But that's just one corporate way. We can allow God to show us God's reality through the Holy Spirit, not just in prayer, not just in worship, not just in church. If we as individuals live in the flow and the Spirit of truth, and allow our hearts to be broken and filled over and over again by the vision of how we belong to each other, then the kingdom of God comes wherever we go. I love Mother Teresa's quote that says, peace begins with a smile. Have you ever seen somebody <clears throat> just has a really like scowl on their face? Maybe, maybe they're just thinking about something. It doesn't have anything to do with us, and you smiled at them. And it's akin to watching someone recognize you that I talked about at the beginning of my sermon. They smile back. They can't help it. Peace begins there. If you can't do anything else this week, just smile. Be like Buddy the Elf. Smiling is his favorite. Start there. Watch as the Holy Spirit flows. Because what could we do, church, if we lived into the truth that God will never forsake us, that God will never leave us hanging, that God will continue to show us the beautiful, dangerous, and exciting visions of the kingdom of God, how could that change our days and our families and our workplaces? Would it make us like those chickens, maybe a little afraid, but just launched all the way to the balcony? We do not have to be afraid. God is with us. God will leave none of our prayers unanswered. They may not be answered in the way we prefer, but they will be met with God's love and grace and terrifying power. We are not home when we are comfortable or life is predictable 
or everyone around us is the same that we are, or at the very least doesn't scare us. The more we fall in love with God, the more we spend time seeking God's presence, the more we will see God's beauty in everything and everywhere. And that is the Spirit of God moving us. The more we lead with love and kindness and grace, the more we will see it reflected back. The Spirit of Truth has answered our prayers. We are filled to overflowing with the goodness, inclusivity, grace, hope, love, and joy of the Most High God. It is not what we asked for, but it is beyond our wildest dreams. Amen. Let's stand and sing together Spirit of Gentleness. It's hymn number 396, or the words will be on the screen. <laughs>